Welcome to Argyle Chat, the weekly Argyle podcast brought to you by Plymouth Live Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to Argyle Chat. It's good to be back again after a few weeks off due to holidays. And there is much to catch up on after Argyle's fine start to the season. Joining me to look back on a fabulous 3-0 win at Crewe and then Saturday's 1-0 victory over Colchester, which has Argyle top of the table, is Chris Errington. Stu, it's good to catch up again. It is, it's been and, a while. And to the podcast <laughs> listeners, sorry we, um, we haven't had a, an Argyle chat for a couple of weeks. Uh, we have been a little bit short-handed and uh, with all the other stuff going on and the start of the season, um, sort of eight into time. But um, it's good to uh, have the opportunity now to you know, briefly look back on, on what's been um, an eventful and successful start to the season for Argyle. Absolutely. And, mm. you know, a lot of messages we've had recently, Chris, about, you know, it's mm. great that there's so many people out there that wanted the podcast, <laughs> but they're all saying, are you going to do one about crew? Yes. It sounded as though that win up of crew really set the sort of tone for the season, really. Well, I, I think we, you know, when we were on the podcast during the summer, I think you could feel a, a sort of momentum and a feel-good factor around the club from, from the time that Ryan Lowe was appointed as manager, you know, you came to me his introdu- uh, came along with me to the um, introductory press conference yeah. and, and even then it felt like a, a good fit straight away and, and through pre-season with, um, with uh, the way Ryan Lowe's been and the, the family feel that he's tried to uh, create at the club already it, it felt like there was a bit of momentum in pre-season but of course you're only really judged and, and when the serious action starts I went to Crew on the first day of the season. Crew had more wins, home wins, in League Two last season than anyone else, and so for Argyle to go and win three 0 was very encouraging. Um, Sixteen hundred fans made the trip up there. It was a fantastic occasion. You would have never have thought that that was a team that was coming off a relegation campaign. That's for sure. Uh, not sure it was a three 0 game in terms of, uh, you know, Crew were, you know, had their chances and had their moments and. Um, early in the second half, if Crew had um, got a goal back, they might well have uh, made life very difficult for our goal. But nonetheless, 3-0 away from home in your first game of the season under a new manager, that's happy days. Yeah. Then That then led on to a, a bit of a ticket rush for the uh, Colchester United game on Saturday. You know, 10,500 at home park, you know, a, tr- a tremendous crowd uh, when you think there's only 211 Colchester fans there. So that's... 10,300 Argyle fans, first home league game of the season. Um, they would have wanted to see their team um, make a winning start, and they did. It was a close game. I mean, I think you've seen a little bit of Colchester as well, Stu. I, I was impressed by them. I thought mm. they played some good football, they got some good players. It was one of those games that could have gone either way. You weren't sure until the final whistle whether Argyle were going to see it out and make sure that they won the game. Um, but here we are, two games. Four goals scored, none conceded, six points. You know, you couldn't really ask for much more. No, that's right. And you're right with Colchester. Obviously, they were up there mm. around and about the playoffs last season. I think they lost a couple of key players over the summer in mm. Sammy Smolstick. Yes. I think he went to yep. was it Ipswich. Ipswich, like I think it was, yeah. So, yeah, it, was, it would be interesting to see, mm. really, how they were going to, you know, um, recruit over the summer and replace him. But it seems as though they're another... Strong team in league. Yeah, they, they played football. They played four two three one. Um, I, was, I was quite impressed with a couple of their the wide players, Courtney Senior and then Luke Gambin, who came on and uh, very nearly nearly got an equaliser in the second half. So I thought they were a good test for Argyle. You can tell that 
Um, Ryan Lowe's team, uh, you know, aren't firing on all cylinders at the moment. We hope not, anyway. Um, but I think there's more to come from them. Uh, I think the one of the encouraging things is that we were all concerned about the Argyle defence and how they would cope. You know, 80 goals conceded in League One last season was one of the prime reasons why they were relegated. And you know, I don't think anyone should make sweeping judgments and statements after two games of a 46 game season, but to have had two clean sheets is encouraging. Mm. Um, there's been talk, um, I know, on social media, and Ryan Lowe has referenced it as well, that Scott Wooten's had a, a decent start to the season, had a difficult first year at Argyle, but he's made a decent start. And I do think Alex Palmer, you know, um, and I think we're going to touch on the summer signings in, in, a, in a short while, but um, Alex Palmer, the goalkeeper, has made a, made a big impact, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think what Argyle fans would be so happy about as well is the fact that they have had a good start to the season. Yes. You know? How many times have we been on this podcast <laughs> yes. yeah. and spoken about poor starts to the yes. season, yeah. a poor pre-season, yeah. you know, those sort of things. Uh, two wins from two. I mean, how long did it take Argyle to get six points last season? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question, <laughs> Stu, because I did check to find out. And it was a long time. I mean, the first 11 league games last season, they had four points. And then they went into league game number 12. They beat Wimbledon 1-0 on a Tuesday night, if I remember rightly. And that put them on seven points after 12 games. So, I mean, they're well ahead of schedule for, for last year. And you're right. I mean, for as long as we've done this, this podcast, it seems to be that about this time of year, we sit here and go, well, enough about to start to the season for Argyle. So, I think that is one of the, one of the biggest pluses for, for the, I'm sure, for the fans and certainly for the players and staff is... You know, you've got six pilots on the board. It doesn't mean they're going to win the league. It doesn't mean they're going to be promoted. But it, it makes everything feel that much better and everyone's settled and, you know, it takes... Um, it continues that feel-good factor exactly. that's coming out from Ryan yeah, Lowe's appointment. You, you just want to keep that ticking over for as long as you can. Ryan Lowe was very keen to point out after Saturday's game, there will be bumps in the road. You know, it's, you know we're not going to get carried away. And yet that's, that's probably true. But when you've come off a relegation season, and particularly disappointing relegation season, I think the fans are, are allowed to enjoy this start to the season and feel positive and feel optimistic. And, uh, you know, they took 1,600 to crew. They sold out virtually all the tickets. Then you've got 10,500 at Home Park on Saturday. They sold all the tickets for the Newport County away game, allocation of just over 1,000. People are, are wanting to be part yeah. of Argyle at the moment. And like I say, when, you, when you've had such a disappointing relegation I think that does say a lot for the job that Ryan Lowe's done in, in creating that you know good vibe about the place Absolutely we kind of touched on it there um, Argyle over the summer I mean Ryan Lowe brought in so many attacking players I think mm. we kind of expected Argyle to go out and win games 5-3 or, or lose 5-3 mm. you know we thought it was going to be that sort yeah. of season so far mm. the fact they've kept two clean sheets do you think that will have pleased Ryan Lowe more than the fact they've almost picked up six points I guess I get the impression from Ryan Lowe he likes his team scoring goals and I think he would probably prefer a 5-3 to a 1-0. I think he's that sort of manager. I think, you know, he was a striker. He loved scoring goals. I think if... I honestly think if you offered him a 5-4 or a 1-0, he'd, he'd go for the 5-4 um, because of the thrills and spills. But having said all of that, you know, any manager is going to be pleased when his team's keeping clean sheets because... If you attack, doesn't click one day. If you play an opponent that's really good at stopping you playing, but you still nick one goal, then you go and win it. And I think Saturday was a little bit like that. Um, I don't think Argyle had masses of chances against Colchester. They had they had enough. They had enough to have scored 
another another couple. But and to be fair to Colchester, they had some decent opportunities as well. But but you know, if you build from a clean sheet, you know, obviously that's yeah. going to lead us to a successful season, isn't it? If you can rely on your defence and. Uh, there must have been question marks in his mind, as it were, among other people, about have I got the defenders that can be able to do the job? And you know, Will Ameson, one of the summer signings, hasn't played a game at all yet because of a, because of an injury. So you might have thought Argyle was short on numbers. Ryan Lowe has addressed that by bringing in Josh Grant, the young Chelsea under 23s captain. He signed him on loan last Thursday. He's a right-sided centre-back, right wing-back. So there's your competition for, for Scott Wooten and Joe Riley. Not sure where that leads to Fari Moore, though. That uh, doesn't look as though that's uh, good for his chances of playing in the first team. But um, at the moment, he's gone with Wooten, Canavan and Sawyer. And they've done perfectly well and you know kept the two clean sheets. But he has also got now Will Ameson, who is fit but needs games. Josh Grant is going to be jumping at the bit to to get in the game. So there's, there's options there. The wing-backs, you've got Riley and maybe Grant. You've got uh, um, Callum McFadden, who's made a good start at left wing-back, but you've got the likes of uh, Byron Moore, Connor Grant, you know, uh, Gary Sawyer can play there. So there are defensive options there now. So that's I think that's a, a plus as well. Yeah. Of the new signings then, Chris, mm. who's, who's stood out for you so far? You mentioned Alex Palmer. Alex Palmer, sounds like he's made yeah. a, a yeah. Well, two clean sheets speaks volumes, really. Yeah, and he, he, they've not been clean sheets where he's not had a lot to do. He's had some uh, important moments in both games. Uh, a, a double save up at Crewe when it was 1-0 um, was really important. He showed a good... The first save was good, but the second one was even better because he was able to get up, get in position, and able to react to the follow-up shot. Made a good save in the second half of that as well when... Uh, he clawed an attempt away when crew were on pressure. And again, on Saturday against Colchester, he had saves to make, uh, that, but he did competently. He made them look, you know, routine. Um, but it's not just his shot stopping that, that I've been impressed with. Um, he looks good in the air. He's, he's a big, tall guy, um, but he looks confident when the, the crosses are coming in the box, which always then breeds confidence in the defenders around you. And uh, his distribution with the ball is good. I mean, on the deck or... Uh, you know, clearing it from it from hands, um, his distribution looks good. It, again, it's early days, but all the signs are, are positive. Um, obviously, there's going to be comparisons between Alex Palmer and Matt Macy last season, and you know, unfortunately, it didn't work out very well for Matt Macy. He, he played a number of games, but never looked settled. Now, I'm not going to say that Alex Palmer is going to be, um, you know, brilliant every single game, but he certainly in these first couple of games and even in the pre-season game against Bristol Rovers he's brought some stability to that position I, I did a piece for online over the weekend Stu about goalkeepers being such a, a, an area of instability for Argyle if you think back to the 17-18 season where they had seven different goalkeepers because mm. of all the injuries and we ended up with Rummy Matthews but it was Luke McCormick and Robert Tolloyk and Carl Leveran and you know I can't remember all the names of the so many goalkeepers <laughs> yeah. that season and then last season Matt Macy never convinced the fan base, certainly, and, and then Carl Everton had a run and then did well, but then got injured. And so the goalkeeper position has been a real sort of state of flux. And I think, you know, it'd be good to see Michael Cooper get games and he's a, a good prospect and quality keeper. But I think for the here and now, it's quite important that Argyle have stability in that position. And the early signs are that Alex Palmer is going to bring that, yeah. um, that stability. Absolutely. Danny Mayer was probably the big name yes. signing of the summer. Yep. Uh, it seems to be a bit quiet at the moment. Yeah, and uh, I 
funny enough, I was just just before we started recording the podcast, I've just been writing about that, and um, he was definitely the, the the signing of the summer. Um, I don't think he's been at his best. Uh, Ryan Lowe said as much after the game against Colchester. He thought he was maybe trying a little bit too hard to impress, and I think that might be well the case. Um, but the good thing from Argyle's point of view is that they've won the first two games of the season without Danny Meyer being um, on top form, sort of yeah. thing. So when he clicks, which I'm sure he will do, um, then that's only going to be for the good of Argyle. I mean, talking to um, journalists up at Crewe and then the guys that came down from Colchester, who obviously have seen League Two football over the last couple of years, you know, they think that you know Danny Meyer is an absolute quality player. You know, they think he will do really well for Argyle. You know, all these people aren't wrong, and um, Danny just needs to go in there, keep it simple, and and things will start to click for him. It was funny that on Saturday I felt that there was times where he tried to force things. You know, force shots, force passes, trying just to do the the spectacular. Um, but that his most effective moment in the game on Saturday was when he picked the ball up made a good, confident run and then played a ball into Dom Telford who then laid it off to Sarsavik and Sarsavik scored with the goal. And it was, it was one of those, sometimes just do the simple things and then, you know, build yeah. some momentum from there. But, um, yeah, he hasn't stood out, but, um, but yeah, he's, he's going to be a big player for our goal this season. Yeah. I've got no doubts about that. And Callum McFadden as well at left-back, with two goals up at Crewe. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what was it, 49 goals last season for Crewe and didn't score, and then he got two on his debut for Argyle, so I'm not quite sure how that works out. But he, he and Danny May are, are, are going to have a, a good link-up. You can see that already. They had that at Berry last season. You can see they're going to link up a lot this season. The thing I like about McFadden is that he's got a lot of energy. You can, you can really see he's going to be warming up and down that left flank and, um, you know, providing the attacking width um, but also he's able to get back and I've, I've touched on it um, with a few people but the, the, his second goal at Crew, Argyle are tuning up in stoppage time they're seeing the game out it's, it's you know they've weathered the storm you know all they need to do deep into stoppage time hit the ball into the corners or you know play it up to Ryan Taylor and let him hold the ball up but no there are Argyle go on the break Danny Meyer goes on the break with a similar run to the one he made against Colchester for the Sarsavik goal. He's gone forward, he's made the attacking run, and then Fadson's run 60, 70 yards deep into stoppage time, made the overlapping run and, and score. So, you know, those two I think are going to be a, a good partnership on, on the left for Argyle. So, um, um, good, good signs from Fadson early on, definitely. Yeah. And Joe Edwards as well, I should mention as well. Um, no and, frills kind of player. No frills kind of player, but. Uh, I get the impression from the feedback I get on social media and stuff you read and talking to people that they like Joe Edwards. They think he's just going to sit in there in front of the back three, um, bit of a screen, move the ball nicely, experience, looks like a, like a leader. He's been a captain at other clubs, um, including Colchester, obviously uh, yeah. the team he played against on Saturday. Um, so he's he's fitted in, fitted in nicely. He looks to sort of. So, so it's coming together reasonably well, but it is only two games. Yeah. I mean, let's, you know, let's give it a, a few weeks. and uh, Ten games. We'll, ten, we'll get a better judgment. I'm then. sure there's podcast clips of me saying, oh, don't <laughs> panic with Argyle. I've lost three of the first four games. You know, give them ten games and then we'll make a judgment. And, and it's the same this way around. You, yeah. you, you don't want to get too carried away. But I do think it is important that after you know, what's happened to Argyle last season, that people should enjoy it and relish it and savour it and 
not be ashamed to say, yeah, we've had a good start and, we, you know, we, we mean business. And that, that's not being arrogant or, um, you know, overconfident. But that's, you know, nothing wrong in having a bit of belief no. in your own ability. No, that's right. Mm. Well, we had a couple of questions sent in. So we'll start with this one from Lee Newsom. Yeah. How do you all feel the new way of playing and formation is helping the current team? And do you think it helps the likes of Canavan and Wooten as he believes this is truly helping Sawyer? I think it's definitely helping Gary, Gary Sawyer. Yeah, because I mean, we, spoke, we, we spoke about that in pre-season, mm. didn't we? Yeah. And kind of felt that left-sided yep. role on a, on a, in a back three would be perfect for Sawyer. You know, he's 34 now. He's probably glad not to be one-on-one with a really speedy, speedy winger sort of yeah. thing. Um, because he's always going to have that, that protection from Callum McFadden dropping back in the wing-back position. And I think Gary Sawyer has always had the capabilities earlier in his career to have been a centre-back, but perhaps just didn't quite have the physical presence to to do it. But in a three, it's the best of both worlds. He's a little bit of a full-back, but also, you know, he, he can play as a central defender. Niall Canavan's had a very solid start to the season. And Scott Wooten, you know, has done nothing wrong. There was one uh, incident that I'm sure everyone will remember who was at the game where Courtney Senior's put in a cross in the first half. Luke uh, Norris is at the back post. He's waiting to score to, to give Colchester the lead. And Scott Wooten's read the cross, stretched out and made a really important interception. So um, it, you could, there's no one formation is the right formation to play in football, is it? If it was, it, every team would do it, wouldn't they? There's so many different yeah. formations. Probably more teams now playing different formations than... I can never remember. I don't know about you, Stuart. It always used to be 4-4-2, four, four, two, two, yeah. isn't it? And now, every week, you're like, well, they're playing this or that. And so there's so many different ways of doing it. But Ryan Lowe firmly believes in this. He spent all pre-season drilling his team on, this is the way we're going to play. And uh, I don't think there'll be many deviations from it. And so I think people are learning what was expected of them. And I think, you know, not being funny, lower division football players... Make it clear to them, keep reminding them, give them the job, and they'll do, they'll do it. And, uh, you know, yeah. Argyle have done that so far, and it's just reinforcing the same messages and making sure that they all do their individual jobs. So it's been, a, it, I think it's, it's benefited Argyle. You know, the, the wing-backs is working well with McFadden. Uh, I think Joe Riley's done fine. A few people made the point at the weekend, and yeah, I would agree that maybe that final third, that final ball in for him just needs to be a bit better. But he, he looks confident going forward and giving Argyle that thrust. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's worked well so far. Um, we don't know, I suppose, that the ultimate strength of Crewe and Colchester, are they a good League Two team? Are they mid of the table or lower? So we need to see a few more games to make judgments. But yeah, I, I think it's, it's worked well so far, that's for sure. And- the sort of holes in the squad he addressed by bringing in the likes of McFadson who yes. he knew could play that left wing back role yeah I mean he, he looks perfect for it yeah. and you know Ashley Smith-Brown you might have thought would have got a chance would, it, would he get an opportunity but having seen McFadson and knowing that he knows Ryan Lowe's style of play so well and the link up with Mayer that you spoke about exactly as well. you know Ashley Smith-Brown was really always going to struggle to get games so it made sense for him to go out on loan to Oldham um, he's from Manchester. He was at Manchester City. Now he's at Oldham. It's just down the road, you know. So that makes yeah. sense. That 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 was a sensible move. And, and Ryan Lowe, I asked him about this, and he's comfortable that if anything happened to McFadden, and he was an ever present for Barry last season, so let's hope Touchwood that's the same again this season. But he's confident that uh, a Callum uh, Connor 
Grant or Gary Sawyer or Joe Edwards or Byron Moore can fill in there and do a job for him. So he, he's not worried about uh, you know uh, lack of competition at that position. No. Uh, a second question from Richard Sloman. Do you think Argyle will be more of a team this season rather than relying on one or two players? Mm. It was clear to me on Saturday that there was no star man. They all put a shift in to get the job done. Uh, thanks for the question, Richard. You're one of our regular submitters of questions. Indeed. So thank you very much. Um, I think it'll be more of a team this season. I mean, it always felt, didn't it, last season that Carey or Lemires, and it got to almost like Lemires, Ladapo, you were relying on them to score the goals because you were never sure that Argyle were going to not concede goals. Uh, they they look like a team at the moment. So yes, there's possibly um, some truth in that. Um, the team didn't function properly last season, particularly at the at the end of the season. You know, the the team defended poorly collectively and individually. They didn't attack well enough collectively and individually. Um, they, they, yes, they did play as a team. They had to play as a team on Saturday because crew, um, uh, Colchester, you know, caused them problems. Um, Ryan Lowe is very much the family feel about the club and wanting everyone to be on the same, same hymn sheet. I think you can see that in the early stages of the way the team's performing. One thing I did like on Saturday, and I don't know if this will happen after every uh, win at home park, but at the end of the game, Ryan Lowe got all the players and all the staff to go to the Devonport and then walk along the pitch in front of the Lindhurst and then round to the Barn Park to sort of applaud the fans. And, you know, sometimes you see players, you know, individually or in groups go across, but this was the whole team went in one collective group. And that is what Ryan Lowe is about and what he's trying to bring to that football club to make sure there's the connection between the players and the staff and the fans. So rather than a few players standing in the centre circle applauding the fans at the end of a win, they went to the fans and sort of almost did like a half lap of honour sort of thing. Now, I'm not saying they'll do that after every home game, but it's that, it's that family feel, that team spirit that Ryan Lowe is really keen to create. And if he can and he can sustain it, then Argyle should, um, should pro- uh, profit from it. Yeah, and it's the sort of thing that fans love to see, of course. It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael Kimber, there is a really good and positive feeling around the club at the moment. Mm. How can the club maintain and build on this, especially if we have, if, if Argyle have a few poor results? Mm. That's the secret, isn't it, Chris? Just keep on winning. <laughs> well, the secret is, is if you do have a few poor results, to retain belief in the manager and the players that you've got. And if you think you've got the right manager and players, if they have a few poor results, then that shouldn't change. Um, League Two is an unpredictable division, isn't it? You know, anything can, anything can happen. We've seen that in the results in the early stages of the season. Um, you know, consistency—that is what you need to find. Uh, Michael, you're right. There was a real positive feeling around the club. I think you know Ryan Lowe's done a good job in that. I think Simon Hallett's done a good job in that. I think his uh, his leadership has been good, and the way he's getting out and interacting with fans and. So that's all positive. Um, yeah, the, the trick is you know, not to lose games, but if you do, you have to think bigger picture and think, you know, this is, um, this is a good team. Yeah, we might have a wobble, but um, you know, if we stick to what we do and, and everyone's you know, pulling in the right direction, that's when football clubs normally have success. Well, welcome back to the second part of the podcast. Thanks for your questions that we addressed before mm-hmm. the advert there. A break from league football now, Chris. Yes. And uh, the Carabao Cup yep. on Tuesday night, tomorrow night. We're recording this on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a real chance for our goal to progress with a home game against 
Leighton Orient. Yes, who were coming off a 3-0 defeat at Macclesfield on yeah, Saturday, which was result. a bit of a shock result, that one. Um, yeah, Leighton Orient coming up from, from the National League. Um, obviously, I think all football fans you know, were really saddened to, to hear about the, the death of Justin Edinburgh, the former Orient manager, who did such a brilliant job in getting yeah. him back into the Football League. You know, and tragically uh, taken from from us all. You know, it must have been a really difficult time for Orient, and uh, um, you know, a difficult position for for the interim coach Ross Embleton to come into. Um, so, wish them all the very best. Although, obviously, hoping that Argyle make uh, progress to the second round of the League Cup, which they haven't really done too many times over the years. Uh, there's two ways of looking at it. You know, it is only a cup tie, only an inverted in uh, commas, but when you've won the first two games of the season and there's a feel-good factor like we were talking about earlier, you, know, you want to keep that role going. And um, so I think, you know, Argyle will be very keen to get another win, build a momentum, make Home Park the fortress that Ryan Lowe's already mentioned that he wants it to be. Um, we did um, see him after the game on Saturday and asked him about the Orient game. And uh, I don't think it'd be like a full-strength Argyle team, but I think he will definitely... Um, it won't, I'd be very surprised from what he said if there was more than two or three changes. I think. Oh, really? I think he's going to take the cup competitions very seriously, including the uh, the EFL trophy, or now the uh, exotically named Leasing.com <laughs> trophy, as uh, we're going to have to call it, apparently. Um, so, uh, no, I don't think there'll be masses of changes. I think some players, unfortunately, might be a little bit short of game time in the early weeks of the season if the first team are doing well. be interesting to see if Michael Cooper plays in goal. Uh, because Ryan Lowe did say before the season started that whoever starts in the league games, the number two would then um, play in a cup game. So I wouldn't be surprised if Cooper is in goal. Yeah. But um, from what Ryan Lowe was saying, he he's going to be treating cup competitions seriously. Um, he knows that Argyle are never going to get to the final uh, in the League Cup. Although one of the reporters, I think it was Charlie Price of the BBC, rightly pointed out when Bradford got to the final a few years ago. Yeah. But I think that's the exception to the rule. But but Ryan Lowe said, yeah, but if you can get to the second or third round, get a Premier League team, he would love Liverpool, of course, with his uh, yeah. Liverpool leaders. You know, if, if you get a game like that at home park, it'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? So um, yeah. uh, I think our goal will be going for it. Um, so uh, it will be a, a good test against the team that, yeah, OK, they had a bad result against Macclesfield, but they're coming off a season where they were used to winning. Um, so they'll be you know, not, not bothered about coming down here and uh, trying to get into the second round themselves. Yeah, it, it's an interesting competition, the, the, the Carabao Cup, because, you know, obviously we've had the first two games of the season and now we're about to enter this stage where there's going to be two games a week for pretty much the next yes. month or so. And if, yeah. well, if our goal win, then I think it was about six weeks, wasn't it? Of, uh, yeah, it's, uh, well, they've games. got this Tuesday against the Orient, then they've got uh, Salford in the league the following Tuesday. Then if they beat Orient, then they'd be the 27th in the second round of the Carabao Cup. And then there's Bristol Rovers in the EFL Trophy on the 3rd of September. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, lot it's a relentless start to the season. Yeah, which is which is interesting when you hear that um, Ryan Lowe has said he's pretty much going to play yeah. a full-strength yeah, team. Yeah, like I said, so. I'd be surprised if it was the, the, exactly the same eleven. but, you know, he was, he was saying, well, I'm going to play the strongest team possible. If there's one or two players that got a slight knock or whatever or... Uh, no point chance in it, um, but um, no, he he seems very committed to winning games of football, whether it's the league or the cups. So um, yeah, it should be a, it should be a decent game. How do things look in attack for our goal? Because mm. speaking to Ryan in pre-season, he made it pretty clear that if if the strikers are scoring goals, mm. then they'll stay in the team. And mm. 
I don't think any, or I don't think the strikers have scored yet, have they? So no, is well, there a potential to look at a different frontman? Uh, Joel Grant played up front for the first two games uh, and obviously went off injured against Colchester on Saturday with a, a slight hamstring problem. Brian Lowe was hopeful that they'd taken him off before he did any real damage. But re- regardless of that, you'd be surprised if Joel, even if he was okay, he'd be probably a bit unwise to play on the Tuesday night. Yeah. So there's going to be a change there. It's been Joel Grant and Byron Moore for the first two games. I think Byron Moore's actually shaped up quite well with his pace up front. Um, he's, he's done quite well. But I think with Joel Grant being out of the picture, you would think that one of the changes would see either Ryan Taylor or Dom Telford come into the to start in lineup to play alongside Moore. Telford replaced Grant on Saturday in the first half. Two sort of quite short, uh, nippier sort of strikers rather, rather than a target man. And I thought they linked up quite well. It was only Dom Telford's second appearance in an Argyle shirt. He missed most of the pre-season because of a thigh problem. So I, I, I thought he, he looked OK, although Ryan Lowe said that he was only 70% fit as far as he was concerned. So there's still room and sharpness to come with him. So uh, I think Telford might get another run out with, with more up front. And then you've always got the, the Ryan Taylor option to to come off the bench so I think there'll be a change there against Orient but that's I think as much about don't take any risks with Joel Grant assuming that his yeah. injury isn't too bad um, Taylor and Telford both missed most of the pre-season because of knocks um, Taylor rolled his ankle playing head tennis um, as, as um, his misfortune would have it uh, and Telford obviously missed uh, a lot of games as well so they're going to need to sort of work their way into the season um, so I think Byron Moore you know, hasn't scored yet, but he's, he's looked promising enough. Unlucky on Saturday against Colchester with a shot that hit against the post. Um, you know, he's quite uh, positive and direct when he gets on the ball. So it's, it's a very different attacking philosophy that Ryan Lowe's got to Derek Adams. You know, Derek Adams was one up front, the striker played with his back to goal and linked up the play yeah. from there. And now on Saturday you see Argyle playing with wing-backs and two short, nippy strikers who basically don't really want to play with their back to goal. They want to run onto balls yeah. and run head first towards goal rather than playing with the back. It is, you know, in terms of attacking play, it's about as extreme as it can get, the, yeah, the difference between the two. Yeah. Uh, one final thing then, Chris. The Green Army march on to Newport on Saturday. As I say, I think all tickets have been sold for yes, that. Yes, yeah, just over a thousand tickets, yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, that's probably going to be the biggest mm. test so far, isn't it? Obviously, yes. Newport got to the playoff final yes. last year and we'll be hoping to uh, go one step further this time around. So it'll be interesting to see how Argyle do away at a team that have done well in, in League 2 in recent seasons. It, it will be really interesting. I, I, I really agree. I think this is, this is a good uh, litmus test of, of how Argyle are going to do in League 2 this season. Newport made the playoffs last season. Uh, Michael Flynn done a tremendous job since taking over as manager there. He was one of the names that was mentioned in the uh, the Argyle managerial yeah. um, contention. Um, I think there was some interest there. I, I can't honestly say that I know for sure if he was in, interviewed, but I think there was definitely some interest in, in him. And why wouldn't there be? They were looking for a young, forward-thinking, modern manager, and he ticks all those boxes, doesn't he? Done a yeah. done a great job at Newport. Um, a very, um, yeah, I hate to say it's a tough place to go because you know that that sort of phrase gets used an awful lot. 
You've been to Rodney Parade. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a roll your sleeves up. I tell you what, Argyle are going there at a yeah. good time though, because yeah. if you end up going there after Christmas, yeah. the pitch is an absolute yeah. nightmare. So yeah. I think Argyle have got that in their favour, okay. and that they're going to well, the, Newport at a good time. Yeah, and I suspect because they share it with two, two rugby clubs, clubs and yeah. presumably they won't have played any games yet. But no. but the fans are passionate. They they get behind their team. They're quite close to, to the pitch. Yeah. It's a proper. You like that's why I say it, you've got to roll your sleeves up. Before you can start playing your fancy football, you're doing this, that, and the other. You've got to, yeah. you know, what's the, the phrase? The right uh, that's the phrase yeah. I was looking for, Stu. Um, that's what you've got to do when you go to Newport. If you do that, then you've got a chance. So, um, but they'll make it very difficult for Argyle. Um, they've got Jamal Matt. I was going to say Argyle up against former loan, loan signing. I had a chat with him last season when um, Argyle played up at Rodney Parade in the Checker Trade Trophy, and spoke to him after the game and. Loved his time at Argyle. Um, what a physical presence he is. You know, in League Two, he's a handful yeah, for, for any opposition. So, you know, Niall Cannon and Scott Wooten, Gary Sawyer, they're going to know that they've been in the battle with him. They've got Padre Gammond, who is, a, is the nippy short striker that plays off Jamil Matt's score plenty of goals at this sort of level. So, no, I agree with you. I think if, if Argyle can come away with that with a positive result, then that will be a really encouraging time. Absolutely. Well, we shall be back next week to discuss that game. Mm-hmm. Chris, thanks for joining me. Yes, good to have, good to nice be back. back and yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll do our utmost now to make sure we're, uh, we're, we're with you uh, as often as we possibly can be. Indeed. Thanks for tuning in. All the best. Bye-bye. We are always happy to hear from you. And if you have any questions for our panel, please tweet them to our Twitter account at Herald PAFC or visit our Facebook page, Plymouth Argyle The Herald. Thanks for listening.